Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and its select theaters. Rated R. You know what I you know what I realized actually cuz I was actually listen I don't I do so much research for this that I don't often get to listen to other true crime podcasts but I did cuz I was going on a walk last week and I realized I was like cuz sometimes like we'll get comments on this podcast and people are like oh my god like get over the banter like just get to the story. right 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 and I was like I don't understand I was like I think our banter is so fun I love it so I listened cold turkey to another true crime podcast and they had a ton of banter it was 3 of them and I had the same experience. I was, because I felt, you know what I felt like? I felt like the third wheel, the fourth wheel in that yeah. case. But like, odd man out. I was like, they're talking about inside jokes and they're laughing and I'm not in on it. And I felt bad. Yeah. No, I totally get it. <laughs> I think, um, I feel like it's either that has to be like solidified from listening to the podcast for so long that you almost feel like you become friends with them. Like you're, but mm-hmm. what that requires is that our banter speaks to them in some way, the audience. So like, if totally, they don't yeah. get it, they're like, okay, I don't care. Like, I, you know what I mean? Because like on um, I, totally. What's the the really famous murder podcast? Uh, like women? my favorite murder. My favorite yeah, murder. my favorite murder. They banter for like a solid like twenty five minutes at the beginning. They do. And I'm like, they do. But when my sister got me into it. Like in the car, the first thing I said, I was like, "Can we skip this part?" I was yes. like, "I just want to get to the story because I wasn't invested in them." Now I am, but it's it's strange to think about like where that actual finish line is. Yeah, where where suddenly you're like, "Okay, I feel like a friend to them, so I enjoy their banter." Do you have a big gulp cup? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Duh! I actually reached... wait. What's in it? <laughs> Diet Coke, baby. I Diet Coke. Diet Coke. I reached for um. The large and the woman next to me i was like going back and forth and i didn't realize that the woman like behind me was waiting to go and i was like and she was like get the extra large i was like okay you're right uh, <laughs> so no that that was spirit that was, was actual spirit. spirit it was spirit it was yeah she, uh, immediately after that she evaporated or she it was Teresa caputo our friend <laughs> Teresa. oh my god is she still doing stuff could you imagine if she wasn't could you imagine if she was like try something else i'm gonna temp (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm gonna temp she just gave it all up um i'm drinking simply orange juice because i got this at a drive-thru window the other night because i went to jack in the box sad sad time oh my god i didn't want like a heavy burger so i was like i'm gonna get a kid's meal and they were like drink of choice and i was like a coke and she's like you get milk or orange juice (laughs) (laughs) i was like well, if I drink milk with a burger, I think I might just like, go home and shoot myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh. Okay, well, that's the extent of the banter I will get into. That's the banter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for humoring me. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Creep Time, the podcast with your hosts, Silas Dean and Stu. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Creepers, it's full. It is fall. I someone told me that yesterday. They were like, "Guys, it's the first day of fall," and I was like, "No, that's the that's around the solstice." And they were like, "Baby, we're here." <laughs> <laughs> I truly, honest to God, thought it was like September first. That's how disconnected I am from the days. That's when. Wait, you thought that's when fall I was, thought, or yeah, you thought it no, was September first? I thought it was September first as of yesterday, which was the twenty second. <laughs> I Are like, you well? Is, not... <laughs> <laughs> is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh man, <laughs> that's you have so but much yeah. going on. I cannot imagine keeping keeping up I was... with the dates, baby. It's too hard. I'm trying. I'm really trying. I mean, I do feel better now because like moving was definitely tough to get through, but I'm a little yeah. more settled in. As you can see, I have a lot going on in the background here I now. I know. I love all your plants. Yeah, I'm building a little greenhouse in this office, so it'll be cute. I'm going to hang some curtains this weekend, probably. Oh, that'll be lovely. Yeah, I'm excited. Also, let me just make sure I silence my phone, because Lord knows. 
Also, to your point that you were saying before, you were like, it takes a little bit for people to like get involved with the inside jokes. I will give some shout outs because there are some people who listen to this podcast who constantly comment quotes from this podcast. <laughs> and they love to say, they talk about county police. County police. They talk about, give me that basement. <laughs> and, and they reference kin all the time. They go, y'all kin? No, they do not. I see it in the... I'll send you screenshots. I see it in the comments all the time. If you're listening, I see you. I appreciate you. Thank you. And <laughs> we we're kin. It. And we're kin. And you're we are part kin. of our kin. <laughs> you're right That's on the money, so honey. so funny. Right on the money, honey. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny to hear like the, the quotes that we're gravitating towards. They're also in on. So I think there are some people that are along for the ride. They appreciate the banter. Oh, well, we appreciate They're... them listening. I, yeah, we do. We do. I... I was going to ask you before I jumped into this because I have a special case teed up for you. Very special. Um, And it's special in that I feel like all the cases we've covered before are cases that have kind of sat for a good number of years. They're not super, super recent. I am going to cover something that is breaking currently in the news. And I never do that. I never do that. I didn't cover anything on Gabby Petito ever because I don't usually chase stories like this because there's new information that comes out every single day and it completely Mm -hmm. changes the narrative um however i've received so many requests about this case about this girl and i keep i get like a little um report from youtube they kind of send like a search report of like what your audience is interested in like what they're searching for for the last like three weeks maybe even more the number one search every single week from the audience is this girl in this case and it's unfolding every single day in the media as we speak. You may have even heard of it. Um, have you heard of Kylie Rodney? That sounds really familiar, but... The name you may not know, when I describe the, the headline of the case, you might be like, oh, I've, se- I've seen this. Okay. okay. Um, it's Yeah, it's, it's really eerie. Like I said, there's a lot that we don't know. So what I will preface is before we get into this, everything that I'm going to tell you is the information we have up until this point, you know? There's still the medical examination is is waiting to happen. Um, More details on alibis, on timelines, phone records could come out. There are things that could change. So everything that I'm saying as of this day in September 2022 is the information we have thus far. Um, But what we do have is weird. (laughs) It's really, it's really eerie. Um, Okay, so I... We'll give you the top line of the case um, because the circumstances are pretty shocking just to see if it'll jog your memory a little bit. And then I'm going to get into some of the backstory of Kylie and then I'm going to go into what happened the night of. And this all happened literally this summer. This is like really, really recent, like August. So the top line um, to fill you in or just refresh your memory. The headline of this, um, which you may have seen in the news, is that Kylie Rodney was a 16 year old girl who was living in Northern California at the time. And on August 5th, of this summer, 2022, literally a second ago, as we heard, I just thought it was September 1st a minute ago, <laughs> uh, she attended a party at the campground or a campground known as the Prosser Family Campground, which is near the Tahoe National Forest. It's about 17 miles north of Lake Tahoe. So reportedly at this party, there are like hundreds of kids, Stu. Like, it's like, a, like 200, 300 kids on this campground partying for like, I think it's like a senior like last bang or like last party of the summer kind of deal. Um, But what's odd about that one is that what came in was a lot of people reported that it was odd that many people would go to a party in this area on this campground because the roads are notoriously difficult to navigate when it's dark, Mm. like incredibly narrow. Um, But what's even stranger about it is that with these 300 kids that were there, virtually no one has come forward to reporting having witnessed seeing Kylie leave the party or at any point wanted to talk to law enforcement or wants to talk to the press. Everybody's keeping really, really quiet. Huge red flag. Um, However, she was last seen just after midnight of that night uh, before she vanished and was reported missing late that night. So what was initially suspected as maybe this could have been something that went wrong, like an abduction, and it still could have been an abduction. We don't know. Uh, it sadly had this grisly outcome, which we're going to get into. And although there have been some key finds in this case, uh, to this date, as of September 2022, 
the question of whether or not what happened to Kylie was foul play or was her own doing is still very much up for debate. I thought I, I, I did a decent job there of teeing it up without giving too much away. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so thrilling that this is something that's still, I mean, not thrilling. That's the wrong no, 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 but, it, it's, it, but the, like, it's something about the chase and like uncover it. You could yeah. uncover and give justice. Yeah. What's exciting about a, a case like this is that I feel like a lot of the unsolved cases that we usually look at have sat for so long that they're most likely going to remain unsolved. This is exciting in the sense that if we're in on the chase and it's happened so recently, there is high, high potential that there's going to be an answer to this, to what happened to this girl. But I should ask, have you heard of the case? I was just thinking to myself, maybe I live under a rock, but this does not sound familiar to me. Has it been I, on like, all over the news? It has, yeah. It's, it's, I feel like it's, it's kind of nearing um, the kind of media shift that like Gabby Petito had at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's turning out to kind of be almost parallel in a lot of strange ways. But I, I feel like I saw a lot of pictures for it. You know, like I saw a lot of like headlines and pictures, but I wasn't really following what was going on. And then there were a lot of videos that came out because what would end up happening is that it's actually like a third party like diving team that finds this girl. I'm getting ahead of myself, but this case is insane. It, I'm going to run you through what actually went down on the night of just so you, you have full context here. So before I do that, let me just give you a little bit of background just so you know who Kylie was. So we mentioned that she's the 16 year old girl and she lived in a place called Truckee, California, um, which I had never heard of before, but that's somewhere up in Northern California. And she lived most of her life at this ski lodge, which I believe was built by her grandfather back in like the 90s, like 1997. She was born in 2005 and she was raised there for the majority of her life. And Truckee and this like general area is essentially the town or the area where, oh my God, do you hear that? That's the automatic cat feeder. <laughs> I was like, is somebody banging pots and pans? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, should I let him in? He's going to make noise. I'll let him in. Is it your cat? Yeah, it's Dexter. Oh! Okay, he's going to come in. He's going he's gonna to eat for a bit. Come on, um, Dex. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> come on, Dex. <laughs> we have a cat named Dexter, and we, our vacuum cleaner is called Dee Dee, like Dexter's sister from Dexter's lab. That's so cute. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, all right, where was I? So yeah, Truckee, this general area, that is where the majority <laughs> Sorry. I'm all over the place right now. Holy <laughs> This is what happens when we can't record for a week and we just get overly excited to, to see each other. <laughs> I am overly excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> this is spirit intervening. They're telling spirit. me not to get through this sentence. <laughs> Um, what was I even saying? Oh, yeah. So this is the place where the majority of the story takes place. Um, and for a lot of people who were confused, um, for anybody who was confused, like, okay, why was she at a party at a campground? Why were any of them at a party in like a campsite? That was pretty normal for this area. Like that was a common, a commonly known spot, although it was difficult to navigate. So I believe that what I saw in the research was that she grew up there in that ski lodge and she was raised by her mother and her stepfather. And I did find this mention of a younger brother, but aside from that, there's like almost no other personal information to glean at this point because the case is still kind of early, you know? Um, but what I will do is I will give a shout out to Antimony Lane on YouTube because she did a phenomenal job doing the background research on this to like tell the story of who Kylie was before all of this broke. And that's not easy to do. Like, she really, she was really digging for this, and she found it. Um, so, of course, Kylie, she went to high school at the time. Uh, she was still attending. And I believe this, like I said, might have been the very end of their summer break because this was supposed to be, like, the final party of the summer, the senior blowout. Um, so it, it's all pretty normal. Like, this just seems like, okay, high school party. That's the story. We got it. Where does this all go wrong? So what we know is that she was set to be attending this party in the woods on the campground the night of August 5th. And just about six hours before her last known sighting at the party, we actually have surveillance footage of her in a store within town where she just like popped in to buy something really quick. But this was a really lucky break for the case because we at least have visual confirmation of like what she looked like that night, what she was wearing, like so we can identify her. It's, it's much easier to be like, all right, we, 
we know that she went in there. She was wearing like a spaghetti string um, bodysuit. She had on Dickies, black vans. Although there were reports later in the night that she may have put on a hoodie. Maybe it wasn't her hoodie. It might have been a friend's or one of the boys who were there. Um, but she was described in a light color hoodie as well. So that's what we know about Kylie. So what do we know about what went down at this party? Because again, nobody's talking. Nobody's talking. Oh um, so Kylie arrives at the party in her own car. She's driving herself in a silver SUV. And she starts to make the rounds at the party. She's having a good time. Uh, to me, this was the most pivotal part of the research in this case because something seems really wrong about the scene where like I said we have these 200-300 kids and it seemed like she was being social like she was walking around and she was mingling with everybody but nobody wants to say like yeah I saw her and she seemed like this or yeah I didn't see her or I saw her with this guy or this girl like there's like a reluctancy to connect the dots which what do you think that's about? Was she relatively popular? Do you know? I guess we don't know I don't, much. I, I don't know very much about, like, her social standing with, with a lot of these kids. I can't imagine she knew all of them. You know, they must have... I pr they probably came from different towns. Like, it was a cross-town party. But I... I don't know. I, is it just, like, that case, like, we talked about where, um, like, when teenagers get in trouble or, like, something really tragic like this goes down, all of a sudden parents are like, keep your mouth shut, we're getting a lawyer. Yeah. So then everybody stays quiet. I feel like that's probably part of it. And also um the friend groups themselves that are probably intertwined within that 300 if one of them knows something i'm sure that either people are being told don't say anything because we're all going to get in trouble or right. you know or uh, maybe like they're, they're waiting for like scared. who's going to go down first yeah waiting yeah. for who's going to say who's going to say something first um the media might have something to do with it, too. I mean, because there's this huge, um, there's this really big issue with how the media has handled this. and They've kind of exacerbated the case. And they're, they're, because no one's talking, the few that have stepped forward or the few that have been connected to her are getting hounded by press right now. Mm. And they're like 16, 17. So I can imagine that's, that's certainly an incentive to want to stay quiet, especially if you don't really know anything. You just happen to see her. Mm-hmm. But we do have some... Hold on. Let me put this cat out. <laughs> Run. Run. Be free. Be free. Fly, Dex. Fly. He's the sweetest cat in the world, oh. I swear to God. I love him. But, Daddy, I love him. <laughs> well, he must love you with the automatic cat feeder. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's not my... He's my roommate's cat. That's that's oh. his automatic cat feeder. But oh my god! He does love me. He <laughs> loves me. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Well, like I was saying, so I think another part about that could could have to do with maybe like the illegal activities that were going on at the party. If people were drinking underage, you know, college is right around the corner. If they're seniors, like nobody wants to jeopardize their future. I'm I'm not saying any of that is valid. I'm just trying to get inside the mind of like why so many people are staying quiet and like a girl met this really tragic end you know what i mean do you think the school has told them to not say anything oh god i have no idea i mean there are so many towns that were there that i i don't know if any of the schools have made any comment actually i didn't find anything about that in the research but that's an interesting take too yeah if they put out like a memo and they were like unless you're tapped by law enforcement stay out of the way of the investigation, like don't go out of your way to, you know, muddle things or mm -hmm. confuse things maybe. So this know. was multiple schools? Like this wasn't like one school's big senior party. It was like a bunch of schools in the area? I'm not 100%, but I, I think that's the case. Solely mm -hmm. because I know for her to get home that night, it was going to be like a 35, 45 minute drive, which tells me that this didn't take place like directly in her town town, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but in like that general area of Northern California, which makes me think, yeah, there were like groups of people that came from nearby towns to this one meeting point. Gotcha. I think. We don't really know. Um, so what we do know is that... Only one of the people, so this is one person that I could find details on, who talked to police um, about Kylie that night was a close, close friend of hers whose name is Sammy Smith. 
Um, I think since then, she's actually come out even more, and she's kind of becoming an advocate for the case to try to find out what happened to Kylie that night. Um, but she was really helpful because she at least gave us some context for the timeline of what was going on at that party. So at 11, uh, they reportedly uh, went to Kylie's car, Sammy and Kylie, to charge their phones, and then Kylie agreed that she was going to drive Sammy home that night, but then later changed her mind once uh, Sammy saw just how intoxicated Kylie got. So we have confirmation that Kylie was definitely drinking or she was doing something. Um, but she had intentions to drive. She had her car there. So by 11.30, Kylie texts her mom saying that she's going to head home in about 45 minutes. And for context, like I said, this is like 12, yeah, 12 miles away from where the party was taking place. Um, I guess 12 miles probably wouldn't take like a half hour. But if you're going through back roads, especially through like camp back roads, maybe it would take you a little longer. Mm-hmm. And then by 12.25, uh, Kylie and Sammy say goodbye to each other, according to Sammy. And then at 12.30, this was the last time that she was seen. And Sammy is technically the only person that we know of who saw her leaving, or at least up until this point in my research. As of today, I believe, a Jane Doe has stepped forward, an anonymous person who was at the party, a girl, said that she saw Kylie around 1 a.m., so this was after Sammy's last reported sighting. And she said Kylie was still at that campsite. And she also gave some context as to um, why Kylie may not have left the campsite that night. Because there's only, I guess there's one main road, like the safest road to get out of there because it's the widest. And she was saying, this anonymous person, that like some of the boys had like pulled down to that road and they blocked it with their cars because they pulled over to like fight or something. So it like caused like a backup of cars, like, Nobody was going to get out and uh, unless they were to take like some alternate route through the woods or something like that. But she believed like that would mean that Kylie, she didn't see Kylie leave before then. And that was happening before um, she saw Kylie. So she had no reason to believe that Kylie had left up until that point around one, maybe even as far as two. So before I go any further, because we've talked a little bit in the story about drinking and driving and you know what? Kylie might have been doing and what her friends were thinking I do just want to say that I don't want to press any blame on the girl Sammy for coming forward for like telling the truth of probably what happened that she was talking to Kylie and then Kylie seemed intoxicated and she decided she wasn't going to ride with her but maybe didn't intervene you know it's important that she came forward and she told the absolute truth of like what she did that night instead of trying we talked about this before trying to like morph the story to make herself sound better to make Kylie sound better because this gives us a pretty accurate window into like all right we understand where her head was at we understand what her intentions were so where do we go from here um so the story is not intended to shame her it's not intended to you know judge her for making a, a bad call um I just wanted to say that before we go any further because I've certainly been in situations like that where I was that age too and I have made terrible decisions with getting into cars with people that I should not have gotten into cars for. And it's never worth it. Yeah. Never worth it. Also the truth sets you free. So also Sammy shouldn't have to live with, you know, the, uh, guilt or shame of, yeah, you know, what, what, if she had kept that to herself, what could have turned into something and festered for years. So I commend her for telling the truth. It's not easy to do at that age. Not at all. Not at all. And I, I commend her also for going a step further. To, I think at this point, maybe she's so heavily involved in the case, not only because Kylie was a great friend of hers, but I think because maybe she does feel a little bit of guilt for what happened that night or making that judgment call. But she's really doing the most. She's doing everything she can, I think, to like speak, speak, speak about what happened, speak about what she knew, where Kylie was at give names and that's giving us the clearest context and the clearest window as to what happened to this girl that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to say that because I I've seen a lot of coverage on this case so far. And like I said, the media has been really vicious, but what's been worse is online, like going through like web sleuths and going through Reddit through TikTok. Like it's been really hard to like read and, and listen to a lot of the takes on this case, because not only is it like riddled with horrible conspiracy theories because there's so little information, but there's a lot of like finger pointing, right? Somebody wants somebody to blame and wants somebody to be mad at. And I don't think that's the smartest way forward, um, considering how much Sammy has given us. So I, I commend her for being honest. Mm-hmm. So 
to get us back on track, um, here's what we know. So we had that timeline where Sammy said, I saw her at 1230, and then this anonymous person apparently saw her around 1. What police are able to tap into is that we know the last ping that ever came from her cell phone was 1233, and it was somewhere in this area, but it was near a body of water. Um, but there's no further tracking information, uh, and it was presumed, presumed that it, it just died that night. Um, and then when she didn't return that night, police were contacted uh, by the family. And because she's 16, I, I think the family were like, this is, you absolutely have to, you know, deem this as a, as a missing person. She's in danger. But there has been a lot of criticism on this because police did not issue an Amber Alert. And they said that this did not meet the requirements of an Amber Alert, which I think has to do with, like, this is a person who is not of, um, like, the mental fortitude to, like, make decisions for themselves. Or they're a danger to themselves, like, they could hurt themselves. But I thought a minor was also included in that. I was going to say, usually Amber Alerts are for missing children that they believe have been, like, abducted. Um, but is I almost... 16 not considered a minor? Well, I would think so. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's different by state, by territory. I don't know. Some, sometimes, like, ages with, like, minors. And I, I also find that strange, like, that there's no, like, blanket age of consent as, yeah. as being 18. Because, like, Connecticut has weird laws on that, too. Like, well, he... the, the... What were you going to say? Oh, well, I was going to say, the. I'm curious what the difference is. Because you know how, like, in some of these cases we cover, um, you have to wait the 24-hour window in order to report a missing persons? What's right. the difference between reporting missing persons and Amber Alert? Because Amber Alert goes out immediately. Right. I think it has to do with, like, danger to themselves. It's a person we know who is, like, either you know, senile or... Um, has special needs and, and can't make decisions for themselves alone, or it's literally a child. I think those are the three criteria. Okay. But that's the big critique. Everyone's like, well, why didn't, again, county police, why didn't county police just You knew the I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not, a, that's not the only ball they dropped in this case. We're going to get into some because they, they really botched some of this bad, um, and they've got a big spotlight on them now. Uh, so... There's no Amber Alert issued. However, it's taken seriously uh, as a missing person. And the search begins, I believe, by the next morning. Um, but then there's a kink in this story. A witness comes forward later in the week who claimed to see and interact with her on Sunday morning. Stu, when I, when I was reading <gasps> I this, just chills. My, my mind was... Sp I, I was literally spinning. Okay, so... The reason I included this in this section of this, because I could jump to the other part of the story where, like, uh, quite obviously we know that, like, Kylie is going to be found and it's a grim outcome. But I wanted to include this for timeline's sake. So, he, this person, he answered to a service request for a dead car battery and he showed up near a body of water, which was just north of where this party was the night before. He did not know at the time because the story hadn't really hit traction in the media yet, but he later realized who he interacted with was Kylie and it was the silver SUV and that she had called in a request for it. So here's where everything gets really, really weird. The car battery was not dead. Car ba she called in a dead car battery. Car battery is not dead. The car is in neutral. So he's like, what the hell? And then he corrects it. And then he notices that she's not alone. She's in the car with somebody. So Kylie is in this car with an unknown male and he's somewhere around her age, he reported, um, maybe about six feet, thin, kind of skinny build, um, a lot of facial acne he was described with, and this, like, dark brown uh, kind of wispy hair that's, like, peeking out of his San Francisco baseball cap and a white sleeveless top. Uh, and there were reports, I think anonymous reports, that came through that said from the party the night before that Kylie was seen with a guy who kind of fit that description. She might have been seen with several guys. We're still, it's up in the air where the hoodie came from. But the serviceman is there. This is allegedly Sunday morning. Kylie calls in a dead car battery. There is no dead car battery. And she's sitting in this car with this unknown dude. The serviceman said something seemed really wrong with them. They were both kind of off, both like uneasy. And Kylie starts asking strange questions. And she's asking how to properly secure her seatbelt. And she's asking can my seatbelt connect to my regular belt? Like, like something's, something's going off, mm -hmm. right? 
He also noted later that they had this odd body language with each other because at, at some point they get out of the car and they're standing outside of the car. This is, in my mind, this is a parallel to Gabby Petito. Um, and every time that the guy moves, this unknown man who's with her, Kylie distances herself and puts herself on the opposite side of the car. She's creating space between, like physical space between them. Um, but then eventually, I mean, since there's nothing wrong with the car, the serviceman just, you know, sort of puts the car in drive and he's like, you know, have a nice day. Uh, I, and then he, he realized later what he might've encountered could have been the actual last sighting of Kylie. Now, this gets interesting and, you know, timeline wise for some other things that come forward a little bit later. But when I heard this, it really freaked me out because up until this point, I think we had assumed that whatever happens to Kylie between that party and when she was found probably happened that night to mm -hmm. think that she was not only alive by Sunday morning, but it possibly in the company or most definitely in the company of some unknown guy is weird. It's you weird. Think the unknown guy. I mean, I think it's somebody that was at the party, but are you thinking that it could have been not somebody from the party? Okay, so I was going to get into this later, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it now. So okay. every, the big question on everyone's mind, they were like, who was the guy? Who was the guy? And he matches the description of this like on-again, off-again boyfriend that she has. Mm -hmm. I think his name is Jagger Westfall, I think I wrote it down as. Yeah, Jagger Westfall. And he's, about, he's a 16-year-old literally like there's a picture of him on Fox news. He looks exactly like this description. Like it's insane. However, law enforcement came out with a statement saying that he has a credible alibi and has since provided um, proof that he was not, he was out of town or something like Saturday night. And there's no evidence and like couldn't have been at the party. But I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Nor does it even line up with this timeline that we're talking about. Like, yeah, he may not have been at the party, but this serviceman is saying that this happened on Sunday, but now the serviceman is going back and forth, and he's like, I actually don't know fully when the day was. Like, he, it, like it's all very wishy-washy. Um, mm -hmm. So there's no definitive timestamp for this. I thought that that would be, like, cut and dry, but, like, a service yeah. request. Aren't there logs for that and things? I would imagine. There has to be a log for that. Yeah, there or has like to be, like, who, some record. Who called him to come over there and fix the car? Check that That's what I'm saying. record. Yeah, I was sort of saying, I was like, there should be ample evidence, one, to prove it was Kylie, but also to, like, back up, like, your dates and the timelines of this. And all, all the, I think the company, the service company, just said that they've turned over, like, everything they have record-wise to police. So maybe they do know something timeline-wise, and they're just not letting us know yet. But I think mm -hmm. it's interesting that they're concealing that information for right now, but they've definitively ruled out this on-again, off-again boyfriend, Jagger. Is it Jagger? Now I'm going to be upset if it's not Jagger. I'm pretty sure that's the name. Yeah, it's... It, it was kind of infuriating because I was like, well, that's got to be it. So now if that's not it, who is this guy? The name itself is a red flag. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because of Dorit's kid? <laughs> yeah. Jagger, baby. Um, I'm Jackie! Jackie! <laughs> wow, that was an amazing impression. Um, just squealing, squealing. Um, <laughs> when you said the, the description is that the person had acne, I'm thinking 16 year old. I'm thinking someone that yeah. was of her age. So he said on his statement, definitely a lot of facial acne, or it could have been freckles. And I'm like, well, what does that give us? Come on. Oh, like, sir. <laughs> the most unobservant witness you've ever seen. <laughs> Literally probably spent like a good like half hour with these people and he's like, could have been a man. That's such a good point Maybe because not. I was going to say, <laughs> like, I'm sure he spent like quite a bit of time diagnosing the battery issue if that's what they thought it was. Like, Oh yeah, seeing them get out of the car, seeing like different angles of them. Like, you know, like you'd get a good look at people unless yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. Some people don't have our eyes too. Some people don't have the eye. Well, God help them. <laughs> So, let's see. Um, so, we know what happened with the serverman. Oh, it is, his name was Jagger. Okay, confirmed. It was Jagger. Um, so, that's what we have up until this point, right? We've got that potential last witness sighting of Kylie the mor Sunday morning. And then nobody knows what happened next. 
let's lead into the investigation. Or do you have any questions about that party? You want to talk anything about that party? I mean, I'm wondering what like drug she might have been on, or like, yeah, from what you described, like seatbelt into my belt, like. Yeah. It almost sounds like nervous chatter, maybe, but also um, bizarro, strange. Yeah, weird, really weird. I mean, she was definitely drinking, but it wasn't clear if she. I felt this. I again, I've been like in the pits of Reddit, so who knows if any of this is true? So I'm gonna keep it very, very grain of salt, but somebody said that she might have been doing psychedelics that night. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I can't imagine, though, that, like, she would have intent... Like, nobody goes knowing that they're going to drive later that night and just drops psychedelics. Do they? Well, here's here's another thing that I was thinking about. What if she was around getting attention from either this guy or other guys, and they're like, okay. don't don't leave. Keep drinking. Keep hanging out with us. And she ends up doing some drugs and she's like, shoot, I definitely can't drive home now. I got to stay out here. I got to stay with somebody. What the heck am I going to do? And either pick the wrong guy, which was this guy or picked who she knew or picked the wrong guy, which was this guy. And it was someone she didn't know very well. And Well, that's the eerie, the eerie part, too, is that, like, so the last ping of her cell phone came at 1233. So why are there no other pings from her cell phone, considering that she was most likely the person who made a call? You know what I mean? For, like, Sunday morning. Oh, you okay, so she made a call for the car? I think, I, I think she was the person who made the call, unless it came from this unknown male cell phone number. I don't have details on that, but... I just found that odd that, like, the statement they've given, they're, like, the last ping of her cell phone was 1233 and we, a.m., and we don't know what happened to her after that. I feel like her phone probably died. But she was in a car with her charger, right? Remember, she went back to her car. Like, it doesn't matter unless, like, her head was truly gone. Yeah, unless and, like, she was wasted and things, she was just, like, going to the tune of whatever this person was telling her to do because she was getting attention. Yeah. I'm so fascinated in the next couple of weeks probably by october we're going to get the talk screen from her body to mm-hmm. figure out what she was actually on yeah um that could explain a lot but to dive a little bit into like the investigation because i haven't actually told you like how like the end that this meets so this is like a massive search effort by police and volunteers like this amassed over nineteen thousand man hours of searching for this girl and they even searched the body of water where she was discovered but they didn't uncover her the first time they searched it so it wasn't until like i said this independent team of divers um i am blanking on their name but i mean they truly are the heroes of this case because they are the ones who found her have you heard about it wait i i I am sort of remembering the story only because i saw this team of divers on tv yeah um yeah yeah yeah. their their video is viral yeah they're like famous I, i um but that's all it's something I like angel know. rescue or yes. something like that. Yes. Like, yeah. This is what they do. They're like they're like vigilante, um, they're like a dive team that goes and they hunt for people who might have might have gone missing in certain yes. bodies of water. So they go after the search had already commenced and cleared this body of water. They don't buy it. So they go into this water on August twenty first. Um, this is a full this is about like two weeks after the initial disappearance, and they go down just fourteen feet into the water where they spot the silver SUV upside down. Now, if you've seen the video, um, but for anyone who hasn't, uh, this entire discovery is caught on, like, the body cam of one of the divers, and they've only released snippets of it, but it's really shocking to see. It's, like, people have scrutinized this video because, like, you see the license plate, and, like, you you, like, go through the door, you see, like, the glove compartment, and a lot of her belongings reportedly weren't retrieved from the water. They've left, like, a lot of what was in the car, like, just in that water, which is insane. Um, so the diver comes up to the surface and he reports that he found her vehicle and he said she's inside. She's curled up in the back seat. Oh my God. Yeah. So he knows it's her immediately because again, they had been briefed about like what she was wearing that night. And he says, something looks suspicious about this. She's in the back seat, not the driver's seat. Something looks off. So the reason that fell off to him was because two windows of this car were found rolled down, yet Kylie was still inside and in a different position from someone who would have been driving that vehicle. 
So she is the only body found in the car. And that mystery man, who we don't fully know who he is, because again, the boyfriend has this alibi. Nobody knows where that guy is. So the diver is out of respect, which I think is actually really admirable and, and um, kind of just very sweet that they did this. Before they called police to call this in, they called the family. Oh. They called the parents to let them know that we've confirmed, we've just found your daughter and we found her vehicle. She's in this body of water. And then they called police. Um, the medical examiner comes and they are able to verify, I think by the following day, that it is definitely Kylie Rodney, 16-year-old Kylie Rodney. And as of this date, the investigation is still ongoing. The vehicle has been taken from the body of water and the autopsy is underway. And we are still waiting on additional details. That's what we've got so far. <sighs> it's a lot. Oh my gosh. Okay. Question. How deep was this body of water? So I don't know how deep it actually went. I know that her car, like to this portion of the water, the car was found only 14 feet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know my first thought? Of course. Um, I'm wondering if she died actually before, like, like something happened or she was killed um, on purpose, whether it was foul play or not, I'm not sure, but this person's line of thinking was, I'm going to throw her in the car, I'm going to drive it into the water, and I'm going to swim out of the windows. Yeah, maybe. If the windows are rolled down. I have to look up, you know what, let me look this up real quick, because I actually want to see what the body of water looks like, because I'm trying to understand, even if, okay, so if they're going with, like, the simple theory that she was just intoxicated and she drove her car into the water, I'm imagining her driving off of a cliff. But that's not what this looks like. This looks like like a lake entrance where it's just like kind of flat sand. So it is like what you're saying. Like somebody like puts a car in neutral and just like lets the car slowly roll into the water with the windows down. Oh, it was found in neutral? I don't know if it was found in neutral. They're still, they're still investigating, you know, how the car was found. That would be really interesting if the car was found in neutral. Yeah, if it was found in neutral, I would definitely bank on that someone actually did mm -hmm. not drive it in and swam out they just let it roll in and figured she would sink with it so i'm curious to hear if there are, i mean we're not going to know until the medical examination comes out but i'm curious to hear also i just sent you a picture of the body of water and the car yeah. being retrieved um i'm curious if there were any external injuries on her body because she's described in the hoodie she's found curled up in the back seat so everybody, when they heard the backseat thing, they were like, well, of course this is foul play mm -hmm. because she's in the backseat. However, there was like, I think a third party medical examiner came forward and they were like, actually, that's pretty common for people who like accidentally go in cars in the water because what happens is the car starts filling up with water. You panic and there's too much pressure coming through the windows. So you to like survive and get some air, you crawl to the backseat because the nose of the car is going to go down first like the Titanic because that's the heaviest part of your car. Oh my gosh, this photo. I know, I know. Oh. I know. The, vi the video is like really, really eerie to watch. I the, just wanna know why no one's talking. The craziest thing no is that the talking. windows were down. Yeah, both of them. I think, I don't know if it was the driver and the passenger, I think it was the driver and one in the rear. Are you not shocked that police didn't find that for, like the first time around going in this body of water? Of course. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it's devastating to think that they couldn't do, they couldn't do that on their own, that they didn't take the time to it's do county. a thorough, it's county baby, but it's like, it's county. so, it's so, um, just sad to think that without the help of these divers, these parents could have been tortured for, I don't know, months, years, like that's true. No, you're, you're very right. There's something extremely painful, of course, about a child going missing under like grim circumstances like this. But there's something even more painful, I think, about not having that kind of closure. Absolutely. You know? And the hope you of your no child idea. returning, like dwindle, you know, being dangled like a carrot. Um, yeah. I still it, think about that Brandon Swanson um, thing where the, parent, the parents still leave the light on just in case. Yeah. That breaks my heart. Yeah. It's devastating, but this is this is honestly a better outcome for them, I'm sure. Not that they care about the outcome for themselves. They want their daughter back, but um, right. 
Oh, my God. We should talk a little bit about, I mean, I kind of side with what you're saying now, now that you kind of ran me through this theory of, like, she's planning to leave around, like, 1230 or, you know, like, sometime after that. Um, but then there's that block on the road, but also maybe she's so intoxicated that she's like, I can't leave. I've got to, like, hang back and chill out till morning. And maybe she just happens to be with, like, one of the guys that's, like, hanging back. And that was who... That was who she was seen with. But I'm trying to think, like, okay, so what is the story that happens after that incident with the serviceman, if that was true? Mm-hmm. If that was, you know, if that all went down, as he said, on the right day. Um, is she is she OD? And then, like, the kid panics, and he's like, oh, my God, I've got to get rid of her. Let me just, like, make it look like a suicide, like... Or does he actually harm her? Like, again, like opportunistic killing. I I find it really hard to believe like people just by chance, like spontaneously kill like that, you know? Yeah. I, um, have you seen succession? Only a little bit. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, I guess it is a big plot point. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Um, but all I'll say is... For, for a... me or for the audience? Well, for you and the audience. Um, yeah, maybe I shouldn't say too much. But there is a situation where a car goes underwater and okay. someone survives and someone doesn't. And it's... Um, they cover it up. Like, it's a way to cover up the the killing of this person. And, like... Um, to it make actually... it... To stage it to make it look like a suicide? No, I mean, actually, in this case, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember how they, the person dies. Um, Which is crazy, because you were a staff writer on that show. I know. For all it's six crazy. seasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, why can't I remember? But there, there was some component of it where I think the guy was on drugs or something and goes off uh, because he's, yeah, oh, he's on drugs, goes off okay. the side over a bridge and ends up um i just spoiled it <laughs> <laughs> i mean you did you did give a caution though you said i don't want to spoil anything I know. so they were listening oh and gosh. they were like okay great so she's not going to spoil anything <laughs> i didn't say the character's name but i did spoil it okay um, okay but it's okay i mean it, like, to be yeah. fair that could be any tv show like maybe breaking bad yeah. that could be anything yeah but the the other person ends up getting out and just like leaves the body there it wasn't intentional it wasn't like on purpose he tried to kill this person but very similar circumstances party drugs Mm -hmm. wrong wrong person to have behind the wheel of a car and they crash the car and they get out the other person and they're like it kind of reminds yeah i think i know what you're talking about like well it kind of reminds me of um i can't spoil this either because this is also a huge tv show so i won't mention the show but there was a character um two characters and they get into a car accident and he basically um the reason they're in the car accident is because one of them is like can't kick a drug habit and because his injuries are so extensive he's still alive and probably could have survived but the other one just kind of plugs his nose and covers his mouth to like end it right then and there Mm -hmm. it's it's that to me is like opportunistic killing where like something tragic happens but as a way to like just end it or like remove a witness or or to remove yourself from fault you just facilitate something further happening Mm -hmm. and then suddenly Mm -hmm. you killed somebody i just i mean i wonder if that's what happened i need more details on this and the conspiracies that for this are out of control like people are going as far to say like maybe she didn't even exist they're saying like this yeah like like, i don't know how this is going as far as it is but they're saying that this is like one massive conspiracy to like cover up something else of like in i have to read more about it but i that's the wildest one i've heard thus far <laughs> it's it's so wild we can't even bring it like we can't, I can't yeah i can't give it the time of day because it's just it. ridiculous yeah. but i don't yeah i think it's because like the family hasn't come forward and like so few people from the party seem to have any like witness testimony. People are like, was this girl even real? Or is this just like police trying to scapegoat for something? I don't know what the theory is, but those kids on Reddit. I was going to say, that sounds like a theory started by someone at that party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I still find that, I find that, you know, troubling that like 
even now, like that all of this has come out and like people have alibis, people have ways to like not you know, remain anonymous clearly as this anonymous person has come forward and like given their tidbit of like, I saw her, like I saw her around. What's also interesting about what this anonymous person said that I didn't mention, they claimed to not see her with this best friend, Sammy, pretty much at any point during the night, even though Sammy has like three different th like moments where she was like, we were at her car and then we were together and then we said goodbye and like, you know what I mean? I don't know if we can trust this, like, Jane Doe who came forward, but it's the only thing we have to kind of counter the other witness testimony, which is Sammy's. What did Jane Doe say again? Jane Doe said that she was watching Kylie uh, throughout the night. She was making the rounds. She was being social. She was intoxicated. She was That's drinking. Right. And then after 1230, she didn't see her say goodbye to Sammy, but she saw her around one and didn't see her leave but that was the last moment that she saw her was around 1 a.m i would i wish this jane doe would say who she saw her with yeah yeah i mean i don't even know if i read anything about that in her statement about her seeing i mean she just said that she was kind of moving around the party in general and there's a lot of um speculation coming forward to about like because people are grasping at straws here um a lot of people are clinging to like the tangible evidence we have which is the dive video and they're saying there's something going on in that car that looks strange like her seatbelt was like caught in the glove compartment or something odd like that something that looked like a little funny in that car and i think people are just kind of tying that in as like a weird connection like oh that looks visually strange in like this car accident but also like she mentioned that weird comment about the seatbelt yeah, I, I plug my comment. seat belt into my belt I, again i don't know what that's about the only thing i could think of is like she was having a psychotic break or she was on something they were both on something they had to be yeah that comment is very strange context to think about now that um or the context is now providing some more uh color to that comment i guess is what i should say because what if she really was like plotting a way to, to end do things and things yeah oh that's so dark to think about like even talking about it and plotting it with someone else in the car too i don't know i don't know i don't i mean there was nothing to suggest that i found in the research that she was unhappy or she was going through something you know things go on behind the scenes that we don't know but i don't know there was nothing that kind of like even, I, even I, when they yeah. thought that, yeah, even when they thought that, like, this was just a drunk driving thing or this was, like, of her own doing, it was never mentioned that, like, she took her own life. I don't know. I think it would be very unusual, too, for a 16-year-old uh, It It certainly does happen. Do yeah. it, I mean, it does happen, but it's it's pretty unusual for a young woman of her age to do that. Yeah. I mean, unless something really, really horrible went down at this party... Mm -hmm. socially that we're not being told yeah and why people have like kept their mouths shut also reading about the nature of these parties was really shocking to me because apparently like fights like breaking out in fights is like a very it's like a normal thing for these parties it's like it's like the entertainment for the party and the party had no music okay this sounds like a weird like burning man situation like what in the world it just sounds like a, it just sounds like a bonfire in the woods with a bunch of teenagers drinking smirnoff yeah, but, like, doing drugs, like, is what yeah. it sounds like to me. I, I don't think it's unusual that she might have been on, like, psychedelics or something. But I don't, to my knowledge, and I've never done psychedelics, I know people that have done psychedelics, I don't think you, well, one, I don't think they would last, the effects would last that long to the point that in the next morning she's still feeling the effects enough to make some comment about yeah. her seatbelt into her belt. Like, but maybe, yeah. I don't know. Well, it depends what she's taking, you know, a psychedelic hallucinogen. She could be taking LSD that definitely lasts like upwards mm. of eight to 10 hours. So that could yeah. last for a very long time. I generally think like if we're talking about LSD versus something like mushrooms, LSD has the potential to be much more dangerous. I've heard of a lot, a mm -hmm. lot of people accidentally harming themselves, which is why yeah. you should have a trip sitter. Um, maybe that's what that guy was maybe i mean beyond just an od maybe like he was the trip sitter 
and something went terribly wrong and she did hurt herself or accidentally even killed herself and then he panicked because she was in his care his company Mm -hmm. so then he drives the car and stages this like a suicide yeah I, can I let me send you a picture of Jagger real quick, the boyfriend? Because yeah. you're gonna flip. You're gonna be like, okay, that's that's the kid, that's the guy. Like, yeah. And I don't want to say I feel bad for him, but like, he's getting he's getting a lot on social media right now because the story um, broke and because that um, serviceman gave that uh, description and everything everything about him to a T is the description that the, this guy gave. So I, I have a really like difficult time kind of piecing this together and understanding how he had an alibi, unless the serviceman is like really confused about his dates and like did service a car, but it was like days before. I don't know what happened. Let me know if you get it. He looks like bad news. What was the alibi again? Well, he he claims he said he was out of state and then he was returning the night of the party. So, but like timing wise, and he, I guess he pro- he provided receipts to law enforcement for this. It it wouldn't work out timing wise that he was at the party. Um, but there's the potential if the serviceman saw her on Sunday, that that was the, that was the kid. But the the thing that strikes me about this, if you remember the description that the serviceman gave, he said a black, uh, San Francisco baseball cap. Ah. <gasps> He's wearing it. I, when I saw this picture in the article, I almost fell out of my damn chair. Are you, are you joking? That's him. Okay. What I are the, have, what I are the odds? Thought. Come on. What are the odds? Okay. Hold on. What's the, what's the law called where it's like the simplest, the most direct, obvious oh, choice is the, uh, um, oh, what, uh, Occam's razor. Is that what we said? Yes. Occam's razor. Yeah. Um, Okay, here's here's where this could possibly go down. You, okay, she goes to this party. She mm-hmm. gets drunk, stays too long. I'm thinking like a teenage girl here. Mm-hmm. There are boys there showing you attention. You are staying. You want to stick around. You're having fun. Your boyfriend's not there. He, so he's, you can, you know do whatever you want he's not gonna get pissed off at you well you don't have someone and breathing then, down your neck yeah right and then you freak out and you're like oh my god i can't get home like what am i gonna do and you either hang around with someone until the morning or and then your boyfriend comes and he's like i'll be there and then he gets jealous and pissed off or whatever and something strange mm-hmm. goes down something, and, yeah something bad yeah like but but if that witness said he the guy had a san francisco black baseball cap on and every photo he has it on the dark brown wispy hair the thin yeah, tall build i mean it's dude. too close it's so close. unless like does ever i mean i know this is northern california does everybody wear those damn caps a black is that like a common thing i mean it's that, so that and like so strange the audacity to get on a tv interview and where, if that if he was there and wear the same cap that was found in the description, like that's unreal. But maybe he didn't know that that had come out yet. Maybe he didn't know that that. Uh, I think it had. I think yeah, that statement man. had come. Okay. It had come out at this point. So this is like really, really new because once that description of the unknown male came out, like people who were following this case were were like searching everywhere, and of course, like they're going to go through social media and they're going to find this kid. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's him. It's him. I don't know. I don't know. I think this is a case that we'll we'll definitely have to revisit once we do have more information. I hope, I mean, I hope that we have an outcome that gives us a resolution and explains some of what happened to her. We're definitely, it's, I don't want to say it's good that we, you know, found her because of course you don't want to find her in this state, but it is good that she was found in this time frame because it at least gives us the opportunity to one, do a talk screen and mm-hmm. to, to do like a thorough autopsy to actually determine the manner of death. And it'll, it'll be very telling in the next couple of weeks, what we're going to see and what we're going to find out. But I, I'm happy that you knew a little bit about this, but I, I really wanted to do a deep dive with you. I was itching to do it because oh. it's, this is like one of the craziest cases that I've heard in the media since Gabby Petito. This is really yeah, it's rivaling very, it. Very, very similar um, setup. 
yeah, we're going to have to do like a part two as more information comes to light. Yeah, we'll do a follow up on this for sure. But that is at least the backstory. So for anybody who's listening, this is this is where we're at right now. As of September, come October, we will come back with new information. Um, and yeah, we're happy to keep you posted. And with that, I guess we're going to conclude our first round of an investigation into the case of Kylie Rodney. We will catch you guys on another Creep Time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, Creepers. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>